we as a church we there's things we need to stand up for and there's boundaries that need to be set and those boundaries are just getting looser and looser and looser because of the fear of repercussion the fear of being canceled the fear of being whatever you know persecuted but i mean that that is this life jesus promised us that see that's that's an unhealthy that's where it becomes a stronghold when it comes to the things of god when we have things in our life that get us to a point where we can't accomplish his will we're not available to him to move forward because we're so afraid of something for whatever reason that's when it has become a stronghold and becomes becomes a point of contention for us that we have to deal with that my life is is for this country in this context is for this country that's it i'm giving my life for this country whether or not they pass away or not at the moment that they set foot and they get their affairs right. in order, they have given their life to the country. Right. And now that life is in is in the hands of, of what happens in that war. It's the same thing with the things of God. If we just give that up, we get the affairs in order and bury the old man. Because that's what the Bible says. It says we were buried and we rose again new with Christ. If we bury right. the old man, we won't worry about that body. And then, then we can become what God has asked us to become. And that's a spiritual sacrifice. A living sacrifice, excuse me. A living, walking sacrifice every day by giving our life to God. And what does Jesus say? You'll gain it if you do that. You'll gain life if you do that. Good morning, brothers and sisters. Thank you for joining us. We've got another episode of Strongholds, and this time we're tackling a big one, a big time topic, and uh, we're going to spend some time on this one too. Uh, but guys, get get a pen, get your Bible out, study with us. That's what we're doing. We all need help with the subject, and that's what we're doing. We're going through the Word of God and seeing what He says about it, because here's the problem that we're facing, and this is the underlying issue of this video. We were not given a spirit of fear. We've heard that. We heard that God said that. But if we're honest with ourselves, we have fear. We have worries. We, we do let things get to us. And that's what we're going to get to the bottom of. We've asked the Lord to show us that. God is a rewarder of those who seek Him. So let's just not live in this and say, Oh yeah, we, don't, we weren't given a spirit of fear, uh, but we have it really. Let's, let's go to God and seek. If God wants us to go through some adversity, to learn to trust Him, that's fine. But we're not going to not try. We're not going to not ask them to do it. So fear is something that has gripped this world. And it's gripping this world. It grips our families. Fear for our kids. Fear for uh, work. Fear for financial stability. But ultimately, a big one, and and most of it all stems from this, and we're going to get into that, is the fear of death. Well, you know, what happens when you die? What, what is that? Is it the end? How much? How strong is my faith? And, and questions like this that even if we don't think about it a lot, like we distract ourselves and not think about these fears, they're still there, and they eat at us. And, and we want to shine God's light on that and, and, and go through the Bible and see what God says about it. Absolutely. Uh, you spoke well, John. I mean, this is, uh, this is uh, something that's important for us to try to get a grasp on, but uh, you spoke well. We're, we're by no means saying, hey, everybody has fear. And we still have some fear. And uh, if if we say that we don't, then we're not walking in the light and we're not being truthful. We're, we're, we're mad. Oh, well, I'm not afraid. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of things that can can affect fear, even if it doesn't sh- uh, flow out there like fear, fear. I mean, like we've talked about this a lot of times, a lot of anger is rooted in fear. I mean, it starts from fear. You don't think that it's fear. You think it's anger. But the reality is you're afraid of something and that's what makes you angry sometimes. And so ultimately this is a big thing. It's a big tool that powers of darkness and Satan uses to try to keep us from God and keep us from accomplishing the will that he has for us. And we're going to go through that a little bit today and go and I encourage everybody, Hey, this is an ongoing process, just like everything else in this life. But the first thing you have to do is fear God and step in the light and let him show you. And that is the beginning of the victory there. Then you can begin to work these things out with God. Like it says, work out your your salvation in fear and trembling. 
And, and another big thing, too, that I'm guilty of a lot is don't act like you're not. Don't distract yourself with so much confident words. So what we'll do is we'll be scared and then we'll build these walls where we start just throwing out things. We're telling ourselves things. We're kind of pepping our things up. I'm not worried. I'm scared. I'm not scared. Uh, I, I wasn't given a spirit of fear. And you're really just not thinking about it anymore. You're not facing it. You're just covering it up with stuff. So we first, when, when my dad says step in the light, that's what we got to do. We got to get in God's light and say, hey, okay, I am scared. I am worried about some things. And if I don't, if I don't know it, God, show me. Because like dad was talking about earlier, anger comes from fear a lot of times. And if it's not instantly from that, it used to be fear. But you have now built a stronghold of anger to protect you from that fear. Mm -hmm. So now you don't even notice it anymore. You just think you're mad. But really, it all mm -hmm. started somewhere where that anger defended you or protected you or made you feel better in something you were scared of. So That's the first right. step is we've got to step in the light and say, God, I don't know if I am. I know that uh, or I, I do know I am, but I want you to show me where, where this fear is so that we can patch it up. Because listen to this, brothers and sisters, this fear causes so much things, you know, addictions and, and drinking and all these things that people do. They're doing it because they're trying to cover it. They want peace. You know, they want they want that peace from that fear and they found something to mask it. So this is a big deal. If we can get to the root, you talk about the roots of problems. This is a root of a lot of problems. Yes, exactly. And and that's what we're going to talk about, John. And that's the reason why, you know, our theme verse here, you know, is in First John 4, 18. And again, just like everything else, we try to go to God and say, OK, God, what's your testimony on this? Now, remember, this may seem, you know, I, I was just speaking to John about this. I said, this may seem like, how can this be? I mean, it, you can read this verse and really feel very inadequate because we're all very fearful. But the verse says there is no fear in love, no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love. So we read that and we say, oh, we immediately... <laughs> feel oh my gosh uh, you know i'm not perfected in love obviously because i still i'm still fearful and and that the reality is that and we're going to go in to see you know because we're going to find out that really it's it's the same thing as everything every other stronghold we have to draw close to god and the closer we draw to god the freer we will become when it comes to any stronghold especially fear and that verse dad is uh, that you? Were, my dad was just referring to is First uh, John four eighteen, and I'm gonna put it up. Dad, do you have it in front of you? Yes. Uh huh. You want to read mm -hmm. it for us? Yeah, I just, I just did. I just kind of went through it. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. And John, you might want to read because uh, you had that. Did you want to read that amplified version of that too? We sure can. It says, there is no fear in love, dread, does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love, has not grown into a sufficient understanding of God's love. Right, exactly. And uh, that that really there is just kind of emphasizing thing because that's one of the aspects of fear people can be afraid of that ultimate judgment and punishment and and therefore it it, it freezes them and, and not having a true understanding of what god has done and who god is and what he's accomplished can cause you to be fearful and then that fear will begin to dominate you again what is our goal here a goal with any stronghold we don't want anything to control us but god God is our life. We want him to be our stronghold. We want him to move us and to tell us when to go, where to go, what to do. That's what we want. And ultimately, that's the goal. So fear is just another one of those things that can stand in your way to keep you from being able to accomplish what God has for you and for the full purpose that he created you to be. That's right. And let's talk about that, Deb. Let's talk about uh, the, the, the types of fear. And the good and the bad, because there is a healthy fear, right? right? We were talking about this before, and mm -hmm. and one one has to be the beginning, right? Of all of this is the first good fear, which is the first step 
to all of this to figuring yeah. out. Remember what our issue is. We're, we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but we still have this problem. We still have this stronghold. What do we do about it? And that's what we're going to go in. So keeping that on your brain, uh, we'll go to the first type of fear that is a good thing, and it is the fear of God. And that's right. And when we talk about that, I'm going to pull up Proverbs nine ten, Dad, and you can just go into explaining why that is important, and then we'll go ahead and clarify what we mean by fear when we say the fear of the Lord. Okay, yeah, you know Proverbs nine ten just says, and we've talked about this verse and. Uh, before but it really is the beginning it says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge and the holy one is understanding so just like with any other subject <laughs> fear is just another one you know we're going before god here we are we're saying okay god i'm afraid how do i deal with this how do i do i have fear when walking in the light i'm admitting i got fear of this or that or whatever it is how do i deal with it so the first thing that god actually tells you is to fear him which is really the 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 true meaning here of fear is just a, a a true respect a healthy respect to know that god is god and he knows all things and so that's what it's not a a, a type of fear because i guess when we talk about fear there's a lot of aspects of it but this is not one of them you know hide your face and oh i can't talk to you god type of fear this is more of a, a respectful understanding that he's god and he is all powerful. But the things that we know about God is although he is all powerful, he's also humble at heart. That's right. And we can approach him. And he's very approachable. Those are things that we know about God. And so the fear of the Lord is just that aspect to be able to come to him and and and, and respect him. And then Amplified really helps us out with that, Dad, on that same verse. I'm going to read that. Uh, it, same verse, Proverbs 9, 10. The reverent fear of the Lord, that is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome, is the beginning and the preeminent part of wisdom. It's the starting point and its essence. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding and spiritual insight. Absolutely. So that kind of self-explanatory. Another verse I just put in there, John, if you want to put it up, is Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Again, this is just emphasizing what we just said. We're, we put these verses up to show because we try to come from the Word of God and say, hey, this is what God is saying. So again, here's another verse just talking about, you know, because you can ask the question, well, does God tell me to fear? Yes, he does. We just showed one. Fear of the Lord is beginning with it. Here's another one. The conclusion when all has been heard is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to every person so just another testimony of god through his word to say hey you know a good healthy type of fear is to fear him if you're going to fear anything <laughs> you got to fear him and that's what we're going to see in this last verse that i put on here in luke john we can just go straight to that luke 12 5 and it says this but you know jesus speaking to the people he's telling them straight out now if you want to know here it is right here because he, he's just telling the people, he says, but I will warn you whom you whom to fear, who you should fear. Fear the one who, after he has killed, has authority to cast you into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. So if you got a choice of who you're going to fear, God's telling you, this is the one you need to fear. This is the only one you need to fear. <laughs> and, I, and I know, guys, from personal experience, sometimes that's hard for us to grasp because even then we're still, well, okay, well, I understand, obviously, that but we're still scared. We're still worried about dying. We're still, you know, it does still bother us. We, we understand what you're saying, Lord, that of course you've got the power, but we're still worried. And that's, that's how we've got to, and that goes back to our original point. What do we do then? Okay. So this, this is what I was talking about earlier. Sometimes we'll throw voice uh, verses out and we're like, okay, I agree with that, but we really still got that thing hiding. And that's yep. what we got to yep. deal with. And that goes to our original point. We need to draw closer to God. Because all that That's there right. is a little bit of an unbelief problem. That's what that yep. is. Because if you believed it and you were sure of it, you wouldn't worry. And that goes back That's to verse right. 1. And the only way to get there is to draw closer to God. So you're starting to see the theme here. Get close yep. to God, and then you're going to have that peace. Because love That's casts right. out all fear, and God is love. That's right. I summed it up right there, John. And uh, 
the next thing we want to go into is because because we're not oblivious to that people know there's lots of different types of fear out there and we're not by no means in this video going to go into all this because our main goal here is to deal with the fear that really keeps us from accomplishing God's will and purpose for us. I mean, that's really what ultimately we're trying to do here. We're trying to see because there's all different types of fear. There's phobia. There's all kinds of phobias out there. I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. I'm afraid of this. And, and all those things are just like any other stronghold. Start with a thought. Like we talked about, starts with a thought or an experience, and then it gets reinforced from different situations that you go through. And that's how they become stronghold. And what we're worried about is not sometimes, sometimes fear that we have, as we've already shown one part, not all fear is necessarily bad. The fear of God is a good thing. The second part I got here is the fear that I put in here, the fear that originates with wisdom, which is good. And what I mean by that is that, is that there's a lot of things that God put in us that there's a natural fear of. And and I, I was talking to John about this. John knows about this. John's an electrician, so he understands. And I said, well, John, are, are, should you be afraid of electricity? And, and you know, you, you don't really are. You shouldn't be afraid of it because it does a lot of good things for people. But you better have a healthy respect, that good type of fear for him, because it has the ability to kill you. If you're not, if you don't handle it properly. Yep. And we learn about these things throughout our life in the natural. We learn about it all the time. There's things that need to be respected and we'll walk, we'll approach something without that respect or without that reverent fear, reverent fear. And then something bad will happen after that. The next time we approach it, we approach it with wisdom. And that's what my dad means here by there is a healthy fear gained from experience through things like, uh, I'm never going to just walk into this you know this breaker panel and just touch anything i see because i know i better have a respect for electricity i'm not going to do this half asleep i'm not going to do this with my eyes closed because i have learned from wisdom that uh i need a healthy fear for this and that's a, that's a wonderful example but you have a verse for it too right dad yeah and i'll read that it says so then my beloved just as if you you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling here's another thing talking about fear it's not a bad thing god's telling you to work out your salvation in fear and trembling what does that mean be afraid to do anything for god does that, is that what that means no it says it, it's a healthy respect for the understand i put this in there because we have to understand that we are fallen and we live in a body of fallen state and we have the glory of God. It says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So it's the reality of understanding that we're in an earthen vessel. So that's what talks about walking out your salvation in fear and trembling. In other words, you don't fear in the point that you don't move, but you have a healthy respect, understanding that I got to stay attached to the vine or I can dry up and blow away. That's what we're talking about here. Having that healthy fear of respect, of understanding that, hey, even though I'm walking right now, I could fall tomorrow if I'm not That's if right. I'm not really careful in walking with, with, with the Lord. That's right. Amplified kills it again on this. But for Philippians 2.12, it does a great job just reemphasizing what Dad just said. So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation that is cultivated, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with all inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. And and so that that's what we see. So what is our ultimate goal? Going back to our previous illustration that we used with John. And, 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 I love being and, an illustration. <laughs> and the fear of electricity as, a, as an electrician you see just the and we're using that as an example you can take any type of fear any type of fear you can look at a, a fear of uh, of of snakes a fear of heights a fear of whatever it is you can take every one of them saying some of these things are supposed to be i mean you should be afraid of being on on a a a cliff that's ten thousand miles high and you're looking over the edge you should be a little bit afraid 
You should have a respect that, hey, I might fall over and it can kill me. So there, there's a there's a truth to it. But what it is, when it comes to these things, we don't want this natural fear to overcome us to the point that we can't, we are ineffective for God. And use an example with what I was just saying about John. If John is so afraid of electricity, he won't be able to do his job because he won't move forward. He'll be frozen and he'll say, oh man, that can kill me. So he won't even move. See, that's, that's an unhealthy, that's where it becomes a stronghold. When it comes to the things of God, when we have things in our life that get us to a point where we can't accomplish his will, we're not available to him to move forward because we're so afraid of something for whatever reason, that's when it has become a stronghold and becomes becomes a point of contention for us that we have to deal with. And it's hard for us because there's truth in it. You see, like like John knows that it, there is truth in respect and electricity. There's truth in it. And so sometimes we dismay it. Well, you know, I can't do this because, you know, it could kill me. That's true. But see, he also knows that it's not good to not deal with it either. I've got to do something. So that's the same thing with God. It's, it's one thing to have respect, but if it comes to a point where it's now keeping you from doing the will of God and being at peace in the will of God, then it has become a stronghold and we have to deal with it. We have to find a way on how to deal with this. Yep. And that's, that's all it is. This is a weapon of the enemy from the beginning. And that's all it is, is to keep you off track. It's if, if you're not looking at, look at the, the many examples, but one of the great examples that, that the Lord gave us is, you know, Peter and the waves and on the boat. It's like all the enemy needs us to do with this fear is look at the waves and get our eye off of Jesus. And that's the key. And that, again, goes back to our original point. How do we fix this thing? And we draw mm -hmm. closer to God. That's how we do it. We keep our eye on Jesus. And, and you're going to see that a lot of this really just stems, I think, from unbelief. Just, just, you, know. you gotta, you gotta believe that God is what he is, is, is who he says he is and, and does what he wants to do. And sometimes I think it's kind of funny when we worry about things, you know, perfect example, my son the other day, or he's been having some dreams at night and we're talking, talking him through it and talking, uh, you know, how to pray and, and ask God, you know, for help, for peace when he sleeps. And, and it's funny because it's like, I can hear God saying, hey, you're worried about this thing that's this thing, you know, this bad dream coming that you don't even know if it's coming. You don't know where it's coming from. You believe that's coming, but you can't believe that I'll protect it, protect you from it. And it's funny because in our unbelief with what God can do, we're actually believing something else. You know, we're believing something we can see when God's saying, hey, if you're going to believe that, that you can't see, believe me, believe that I got you. And that will help a lot. Yeah. And that that's a perfect segue into to the last thing I put in there, I just put it in there. I didn't really put any reference verses because there's plenty of them in there and we can kind of all understand this. And that's the fear of man, which is a bad thing. I mean, it's ultimately a lot of times can keep us from that. And there's a lot of different things that involve in that, the fear of man, whether it be uh, from a physical sense or, or from, from just a, uh, uh, alienating sense. Hey, I, I don't, I'm afraid what they think of me, what they're going to do to me or all the different things. Well, all these things of, of, of a fear toward man, which man is man. And ultimately yep. that's where our battle, we, we have a fear and Satan uses these things against us to keep us from doing the will of God because we're afraid of that but we're going to find out what the answer is man too is not just a physical person i don't want you to think of that man can represent the, the culture like the public yep. majority yeah like uh yep. you know you're 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 the cool crowd the in crowd whatever it is the world mm -hmm. it can represent that and if you are have this you see this world going nuts and it is and we're not because we're worried about what people think we're not standing up we just go home and tell our, our close ones how much we're mad at the world and why it's going crazy and how worried we are about our kids. And we're not standing up and addressing these things or, or you know, setting boundaries for yourself and your family and the people you hang out with because of the fear of the repercussions of that. That's bad, too. And that's that's a I just wanted to point that in when we're talking about man, that because that's the that's the big issue now is we've got. We, as a church, we there's things we need to stand up for, and there's boundaries that need to be set. 
And those boundaries are just getting looser and looser and looser because of the fear of repercussion, the fear of being canceled, the fear of being whatever, you know, persecuted. But I mean, that, that is this life. Jesus promised us that. Exactly. And that's going to just really lead us into the, the segue of what I feel is the ultimate problem when it comes to fear and everything else. Ultimately, what is the problem? It, it really has to do with death. I said, ultimately, we are, we are afraid of death and everything associated with it. Sickness, pain, separation, what were we just talking about? Suffering, whatever it is. Ultimately, that is what we're afraid of. That's what God was saying in that verse in Luke when he talks about don't fear him who, you know, the worst he can do is kill you and then that's it. He can't do nothing else to you. I mean, that's the worst he could do. So ultimately death, and we're going to find that out because God actually did say that in Hebrews, John uh, chapter 2, verse 15. If you want to pull that verse up, that's what that's talking about. And it said he's talking about how Christ had to come. And, and free us. And what does it say? And, and might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all their lives. So there it is. It's not me saying that. God says, ultimately, what the real problem is, we're afraid of death. We're afraid of and everything that's associated with death, suffering, pain, sickness, like I said, separation, all those things are all just forms of death. So ultimately, that's what we're afraid of. We, when you think of it, you can take any kind of fear. Go back to our example again. Why would John not grab that electric and do his job? Oh, I might die. If I touch the wrong thing, I might die. I can't do that. Uh, why Why would I, uh, why, why am I afraid of that snake over there? Because he might bite me and might kill me. Ultimately, that's what it is. Why am I afraid uh, that uh, to, to speak up against this thing that's going on that's wrong? Oh, well, they might ostracize me. I'm going to have separation. They're not going to like me anymore. They're they're going to they're going to they're going to make fun of me. They're going to whatever. They're going to persecute me. Oh no, I can't do that. You see, it's all a form of death. But when, and when you when you're still hanging on to that, you're going to find out that 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 Satan can use that mm-hmm. as a stronghold. Yep. You know, and that's what it says. That's why God said, through fear of death, they were subject to slavery. Satan has you. Oh yeah. Yeah, I got this death. No, but when when Jesus took the keys from him, he doesn't have that no more. And that literally is the answer for our freedom. And we're going to see that as we go through this. And that's it. I mean, that's a big one, guys. We know it. You know, this is one of the ones like I was talking about that will suppress. We won't think about it. We'll compartmentalize it. We'll spout verses out. But it still deep down worries us. Like when we get to that point where we're facing that river to cross, we're, are we sure? Do we know? And it's because it's it's the great unknown. Nobody can tell you about this. I mean, you can hear people, you know, with their, their near-death experiences, you can hear those testimonies, but it's nothing that you know for sure, that you've seen somebody that's went through it, came back and told yep. you about it, that you didn't have to have some level of faith to believe. And that's, that's where right. it is. And that's what I think all of this comes down to. As, mm. as we're going through this, it's more and more, it's a belief issue because the, the verses are there. The promises right. are there, especially the one we're about to go into. The promise is there, but we do we believe it? And and if that's the case, if that's where we're at, we that's where we go. We go like the guy and say, "Sir, forgive me, sir, for my unbelief. Help me with my unbelief. Lord, get me there so that I can trust your promises." And imagine the rest, right? Imagine if issues were going on around you, but you weren't worried because you trusted God. So the more and more we're going through this, I can see. Drawing closer to God and trusting what yep. he said is what's going to get us through. That's exactly right. And so now, John, we're just going to go into it. How do we how do we get delivered from this stronghold of fear? So let's let's see what God says about it. I, the first thing I put in here was we have to realize that we are equipped to deal with fear. And, you know, the first thing I put in here, God has 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 given us a spirit of power, love and a sound mind, not fear. And how do I know that? Well, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and, a, and of a sound mind. And this is so important because you got to realize that God equipped you to deal with this. See, so many times we don't move forward because we just accept it. Well, you know, 
can't do nothing about it. You know, like someone who worries. Oh, well, you can't help but worry. You know, you're just going to do that. Well, I can't help but be afraid. I just, I'm just afraid. Again, we're not in denial that that a person worries or a person is fearful. We said that in the beginning. We all have this issue. We all continue to walk it out. But the point being is you are not going to overcome it unless you really realize that you're equipped to deal with it. John will never move forward and mess with any electrical issue if he doesn't realize that he is equipped to deal with it properly. If he still thinks that I can't do anything, it's going to kill me. He will never move forward. But if he realizes, you know what? Yes, it can kill me. But you know what? I'm equipped to deal with it. So I'm able to do it. So it's important to understand God has equipped us to deal with this issue of fear. That's right. And that's a, a belief too. That's a belief system too. We, yeah. we got it. We've got to receive that guys. And that, that don't get frustrated if you're not, okay, well, I hear the verse, but I don't, I don't feel it yet. I still feel like I have a spirit of fear. That's what we need to, those are the kind of things we need to be going to God saying, okay, God, why is this here? I don't want this here. You have given me a spirit of power to sound mind and love. I want that. Why don't I feel it? You know, we need to go and get in his word and, and, and pray and get in his word and get this thing solved. So as we're going through this, there is a little thing that we, you guys have to do. This isn't a step formula. We've got to believe these things. We've got to go to God and talk to him about these things and, and receive these things we're talking about. There will be no formula on a paper you will ever get from man, from us, nowhere, right. that won't require some one-on-one -on -one with God. You're going to have to go to him with this. Okay, God, I hear what these people are saying, but I don't feel it. So what, what do I do? Show me. That is the That's faith right. step that has to be taken. It will be rewarded. And, you know, so how do we do this? We know God has equipped us. So we go to step two. How do we do this? It's one of our theme verses for the whole thing about strongholds here is in 2 Corinthians 10.5. It says we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It's just like what John, John really just said it right there. You can't just read the verse. You have to have that one. You have to take it. You have to take what it's saying and take it into obedience to Christ. You have to realize, okay, God, you equip me. You equip me to deal with this fear. How do I deal with that? Well, then guess what? When that little fear thing comes in, going back to our example, I says, hey, yeah, that, that electric can kill me. But you know what? I've been equipped to deal with it. So I'm going to go with the wisdom that has been given to me. And I'm going to deal with this in a proper way. Same thing with God, the things of God. God has equipped us with a sound mind. He's given us the wisdom to deal with the things that we need to. So all we have to do is start to take captivity. So when that thought of fear comes in for whatever reason, use an example. If I'm afraid uh, of like we talked about before, if I'm afraid that someone's going to ostracize me and, and persecute me because I speak up about something, use that as an example. How do I deal with it? I take control of it. Say, you know what, God, I don't, you said in your word that I need to fear you. I don't need to fear anything else. That's the one I really need to fear. And so I'm going to take that and I'm going to say, you know, whatever, whatever man has to say, they'll have it. But you've got my life in your hands and I trust you. That's how you take. That's how you deal with that when that right. comes upon you. And it's not a one time thing. Sometimes mm -mm. you may deal with it and then, you know, God helps you get through that. Then but behold, a couple of days later, you got another situation. Guess what? You're going to have to take control of that thought, too. Yep. That's how we walk this out in fear and trembling. And you might you may be looking at this overwhelmed and daunting because you you're looking at the whole thing. How will I ever overcome this fear? Mm -hmm. What you do is you start with one thought. You start with mm -hmm. that thought and you get the feelings out of it and you replace it with what God said. And you keep doing that. That's how faith is built. It's going to be one thought at a time. Like Dad said, this did not sometimes all the time. This is a ongoing process. Like we're going to have to battle thoughts. Like dead, like you always say, one day we'll be able to put our armor down and our sword down. But for now in this life, every day we got to pick it up. And we That's take right. one thought and we start with that. And, and, and you right. build on that. You build on that. I'm canceling that lie. I'm canceling that lie. Feelings may not feel better. Circumstances may not change. But just start with one thought. Quit looking at the end result and start with your first step. And that's capturing one thought, move to the next. Capture one thought, fall, stumble, get back up. Capture one thought, move to the next. And make it obey to Christ. That means replace it 
with what Christ said about you, with what God said about you. Exactly. And, and you know, you're so true, John. And I mean, it's all about thoughts when we go. And so the, the next thing, we're going to really get into the meat of this now. How do you really do all this stuff? Good, because I'm hungry. And the, the thing, thing ultimately you have to do is you got to lose your life to gain it. And so ultimately that's what God said. And, and in Mark 8, 35, it says, For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. Now, that's not me and John saying that. That's the word of God. God's telling you right there. If you seek to save your life, you're going to lose it. Here's a key right here. How do you get away from this fear of, of what we said? Remember, what ultimately everything stems from that fear of death. Ultimately, how you do that? You lose your life. That's how you do it. You entrust it to God. And that's how you save your life. That's how you overcome this stronghold and many others. Yep. And then we have a we have another verse we can go to too to talk about how if we can just envision again back to the believe if we can believe what God said, and that we are dead and we are in Christ and the old man mm -hmm. is dead. How can that's we right. die? How can we still die? And uh, that brings us to Colossians, chapter three, verse. Three. Three. Get it. Yep. All right. Dad, you want to read it? Yeah. And it says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So, again, this we, we sometimes we read verses and we say, Well, wait a minute. I, what is he talking about here? I'm not dead. Here I am. I'm alive. So, sometimes we discount it and we kind of read over it because we don't really understand what it's saying. So we read over it. But the, the fact is, this is God's testimony. He says, you have died and your life is hidden in Christ. Well, if you've given your life to, to God, what he's saying is you have died. It's no longer you who live, but Christ lives in you now. So, so my question I put at the end of this, and it's a very relevant question. Can a dead man fear death? Can a dead man fear death, John? No, he can't. <laughs> And to, that, and to that point, guys, uh, you, we all, we, uh, to verses that we don't understand and skipping over them, you, you know, we all say we're reborn. We all say we're born again. Well, if you're born again, where's the other guy? And that, that's the point here. It's, it, it may not make sense in the natural, but we're not talking about the natural, nor was God, nor was Jesus here. He's talking about the spiritual. You're spiritually born again. If your old man's dead, the body that you're scared of losing if it's dead and you, the real you, the new you, is born and hidden in Christ, why do we fear death? And exactly. I know, and I know that sound. I'm making that sound easy. We're not. We're not <laughs> pros at this. We don't have this locked That's down. Right. We worry right. too. We have fear too. Absolutely. We have misunderstandings too. So don't ever think that we're coming at this as like a be like us because it's not. We're just co brothers telling you, hey, we all go through this. This is what God's word said. Let's work on believing what God said. That's what it means. I mean, a good example of this is, as I like to use, is like uh, our, our 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 blessed uh, soldiers who lay their life down for us in, in in their service to the country when they go over sometimes and have to 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 protect us or fight a war, you know, that's going on because of enemies and stuff like that. Now, these are classical examples. Well, how do they do that? I guarantee you, every one of those soldiers stepping on the battlefield don't want to die. There's not one of them want to die. Not one of them. But they realize that if they go out there, they may. But they've already, again, counted the cost. They realize that. It's the same thing with us with God. We have to count the cost. And we have to realize that, hey, you know, God, you got my life in your hands. And you know what I'm saying? A soldier goes out there saying, you know what? I may die, but you know, it's worth it. That's why it says, you know, it says no uh, man, had, there's no greater love than one to lay down his life for his brother. So that's what I'm saying. Ultimately, that's that's the that's what they realized. And they've counted the cost and they literally counted themselves as being dead already. Because they may die. That's what they do. Otherwise, you're not going to go forward. If you're so petrified by saving your life, you won't go out on that field. You won't do right. it because you know I may die if I go out there. That's right. I mean, they, 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 that's a perfect example. They get their affairs in order. They set up their wills, mm -hmm. all their things before they go because they're giving their life at that point when they leave. 
that my life right. is is for this country in this context it's for this country that's it i'm giving my life for this country whether or not they pass away or not at the moment that they set foot and they get their affairs right. in order they have given their life to the country right. and now that life is in is in the hands of of what happens in that war it's the same thing with the things of god if we just give that up we get the affairs in order and bury the old man because that's what the bible says it says we were buried mm -hmm. and we rose again new with christ if we bury right. the old man we won't worry about that body and then then we can become what god has asked us to become and that's a spiritual sacrifice a living sacrifice excuse me a living walking sacrifice every day by giving our life to god and what does jesus say you'll gain it if you do that's that right. you'll gain life that's if right. you do that and just think uh, john people every day including some that they give their life sometimes they lay down their lives for causes and for things sometimes that that really aren't aren't justified i mean people i mean think about it look at your suicide bombers they go out there and kill people for a cause and die themselves for a cause that they think is is in their situation thinking they're serving god we know that's not true, but what I'm saying is they're giving their life for a cause that doesn't matter. Isn't God worthy? I mean, the true living God worthy of our life? I mean, come on, people give their, li their life for all kinds of causes. Why not lay down our life to the Lord and entrust it, which is going to bring us to the next section, which is, so what do we do? We entrust our life to God. We're not just losing our life to nothing. We're losing our life to a God who is able to keep it and who has promised us that he will not let us lose anything that we think that we're losing. And, and that's what it says in 2 Timothy 1.12, one of my favorite verses. I, I challenge everybody, memorize this verse. Walk in it. Let it be a foundation in your life because I'm telling you, this is what will help you in so many areas because it's just literally what we in Christ need to have done. And just, just what Paul is saying here. He said, for this reason, I suffer these things, but I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed. And I am convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. That's what it means. When you lose your life, you're giving it to God, but God is going to keep it and he's going to prosper it. And he's going to give you eternal life ultimately that's the reason why we don't have to fear death anymore we have someone who we can entrust everything to a god who loves us and who gave his only son to prove it you're either not you're either you know just not or not scared to die or you buried it so deep you don't think about it anymore or you are scared to die either one one of those two uh, but the bottom line is one thing that we can't change is we are going to die now, we can choose to just do whatever we want, live in fear, worry about it constantly, you know, mask ourselves with something, or we can choose to give it to God. Either way, the death is coming. And if we give it to God, we're promised eternal life. We're given eternal life. The real key to, to getting rid of this fear is believing that. If you truly believe that he is faithful to guard what you've entrusted to him, if you believe that with all your heart and you're convinced like Paul was, you're going to have peace. You're not going to be, you're not, you're going to lay down your life like Paul did and all the disciples did. It's not going to be an issue because you are convinced. Not only is that a key verse for us to tell ourselves, we've got to believe it. We got to be convinced like Paul is here that he's faithful to guard that stuff. Then, you, then the fear is gone. That, that really is the key to this. Get no God, no love, and it will cast out all your fear. Yep. Know how much he loves you. Have a sufficient understanding of how much he loves you. And then you'll know he's faithful to guard what you've entrusted. And in case of context at this point, your life, your life here on this planet, if you give it to God and your body is tools for him and not tools for sin anymore, he's faithful to guard it. You believe that? The fear is gone. And I'm again, I'm saying this like it's easy. It's absolutely not. And it's a struggle and a battle that we have to. But it is the truth. It's what God said. It really is just a choice, John. And we've talked about this before. Our brothers and sisters over in some of these countries face this immediately. This is not something that they face later on. I mean, they come into this life sometimes knowing that the minute they receive the Lord Jesus, 
and are going to walk in his life that they could be dead tomorrow. I mean, they know that. And, and they, and that's the reason why we stand with our jaws down in amazement. How can they do that? We ask ourselves, how can they do that? The things that they have to suffer and go through. And we wonder how they can do that. How can you do this? Aren't you, aren't you afraid of these, these people that are going to terrorize you, possibly kill you? I mean, all kinds of things that are being done, killed, ostracize you, you know, rape women, you know, all kinds of things, evil dastardly things that are being done you know to these people we wonder how can they do it well you know how they do it because they have lost their fear of death because they realize that god has their life they have entrusted their life to god that's how any martyr who has been truly martyred for the name of christ that's how they did it they ultimately said god you have my life you're going to take care of this no matter what happens and we're going to, that's going to lead us right into the last thing. If God is for us, who can be against us? Ultimately, we are entrusted to a God who is all powerful. Nothing more powerful than him. he has the keys to death and Hades. He, he owns everything. He created everything. So we're not just entrusted, blindly entrusted to some vague thing in the wind. We're entrusting it to a living God that can do all things and take care of us. You know, in Romans 8, 31 says that, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who's against us? <laughs> I mean, it's just really that simple. But we have to understand that. Again, going back to like what we've been saying and what John's been reinforcing, what are we saying here? You got to know God. You got to draw near to God. How are you going to entrust yourself to God if you don't know him? You're not going to entrust yourself to somebody you don't know. So that's why the importance of drawing near to God, knowing who he is, knowing that he's all powerful, knowing that he loves you, knowing that he's going to take care of you. And then you can lay it down. It's going to be easier for you to lay down and then begin to overcome fear in all situations in your life. And that's it. If you need a step, again, this is not a formula. It's still, it always involves a relationship with God. God's the only one going to be helping you, not me, not any man, not any woman. It's going to be God that sets you free. If there is the step one to this, though, it's knowing God. It's getting close to God. He casts out all fear. He is the answer to your fear. He's God of all creation. Everything is in subjection to him, so he can cast out every problem you have. So your goat, what do I do? We get closer to God. What is? What am I going to do? What is dad going to do? What is everybody going to do that, if we're honest, struggle with this? We're going to get closer to God every single day. We are going to make attempts to get closer to God, to be intentional about being closer to God, knowing and learning his word, knowing his personality, knowing his love, having interactions with him, get closer and closer and closer. And the, realize, the more we realize how personal of a loving, a loving, personal God he is, once we realize that, the fear is going to cast itself out because we know who's on our side. We know God of the universe is on our side, and that's a big deal. So before you do anything, all the things are going to fall in place. Just like Jesus said, the fruit will grow if you stay in the vine. If you get close to God, these things are going to fall into place. So although this is an overwhelming, daunting mountain that all of us face, it is as simple as getting close to God, and that's a process, right? It's not easy. It's simple, though. What are we doing? We're getting close to God. What does that mean? Every day, be intentional to seek his face. Look for him. Pray to him. Read his word. Learn him. And Dad, I was going to say, I've got the that whole passage up on the screen if you want to uh, read it whenever you're ready. The whole yeah. Romans passage. Now, I'm going to read in. through this because this is kind of, this is just Paul's testimony saying what we're saying. He's just saying that, hey, he just testifying saying, hey, wait a minute. If God's for us, who can be against us? And he's going to go right through there and he's going to go start listening to things. Verse 31, what shall we say then? to these things of God's for us who is against us he who did not spare his own son but delivered him over for us all how will we not also with him freely give us all things who will bring a charge against God's elect who God is the one who justifies who is the one who condemns Christ Jesus is he who died yes rather who was raised who is at the right hand of God who also intercedes for us who will separate us from the love of Christ will tribulation Distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, or sword. Just as it's written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. 
But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's God's testimony. I mean, it's pretty much summed up. I don't think there was anything left out there, John. It's like he was listening to all these things and he said, hey, you know what? It's just everything. Everything. There's nothing. <laughs> He's got us covered. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to really think about that verse. Uh, verse, you know, 832. He did not even spare his own son, but delivered mm -hmm. him over for us all. Think about that. Receive that. Meditate on what that is. Why are we worried about the things we're worried about, specifically divine punishment or anything like that? We, it, I'm not talking about a healthy respect for divine punishment, right? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying if we're walking around letting the enemy condemn us when there's no condemnation in Christ, remember this verse. If he gave up his only son for us, how much more would he give yep. us freely, right? Like what are we really worried about? The God of the yep. universe gave his son for us. Who, and it's right to it. And that son was buried in rose and is at the right hand of God. And what's he doing? He's interceding for us. He is our great high priest. And you know, in the Old Testament, that the high priest did. They they prayed and 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 begged for forgiveness for the sins of all the people. Now our high priest is the one that laid down his life for us. That's right. What what do what should we fear? And again, mm -hmm. I, I want to reiterate this, guys, because I've I've heard a lot of people talk about this sometimes, and and you're like, well, you sound really confident, but I'm still scared. Guys, we all go through this. Nobody right. here is claiming to have this figured out. I'm just telling you, we are just telling you what God said. And mm -hmm. we've got to receive that. So the closer we, we get have, to him, the closer we'll understand that. Exactly. We have to do the same thing, John. I mean, the same thing we're, 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 we're learning too. We're sitting at, we're all sitting at the feet of God learning this as we're walking and saying, yeah, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. I got to remember God that you got everything in your hands. So when I face those situations, I have this, this, this power in me that you give me this sound mind that it talked about. He didn't give us a, sp a spirit of fear, but of a sound mind, wisdom, and, 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 you know, love. He's given us this. And this is how he's given us this by his testimony of life that he says, I got you. I got you in my hands. Nothing's going to snatch you out. And this is the, the, the weapon that we fight against this. When the powers of darkness and Satan tries to use these different methods to try to make you fearful, you stand up and take every thought captive to what? The truth, testimony, and obedience of Christ. Saying, no, Satan, uh -uh. my life is in God's hands. It belongs to him. And he's the only one I have to fear. You know, and sure. so it's a choice that we make. And that just leads us to this last verse here. I want to have, I want people, you need to memorize this verse. You need to walk in it. Every time you're facing a fear, you need to quote this. Psalm 27, one says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? I mean, right there. I mean, it's just right there. I mean, that's how you deal with this. God, you have my life. It's hidden in, in your son, in you. You're, you're, you. you live forever, make an intercession for me. You're the defense of my life. There's no man or no situation I have to dread when my trust is in you because my life is in your hands. And, and, and this, this comes down, guys, to... The original verse what what do we got to do because our goal of this video and we're learning that was our prayer that we that god you teach us all together we'll, mm -hmm. we'll be the vessels we'll read your word you teach us because we all struggle with this and we all want it to go we we want our spirit of power consistently we don't want to be able to fall in this because nothing has the right against god's elect nothing nothing we just read 8, 8 31 through 39 we just read it nothing has the power to bring charge against god's elect so we literally do have nothing to fear but we still do so we want an answer to this and it goes down to the very very first verse we talked about today in first john 4 18 and it's there is no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves punishment and the one who fears is not perfected in love 
So if God is love and, and love casts out all fear and our problem is fear, we need to pray and ask God to reveal to us how much he loves us. That's the key. If we don't have a sufficient understanding of how much he loves us, we're just hearing verses, but we're not receiving it. It's not written on our heart. How are we going to ever cast out all fear? So that's our prayer. That's what our prayer needs to be. We need to go to God and say, God, I need you through your word, however you want to do it. I want you to show me. I want you to show me how much you love me. I want to. I want a real tangible idea of the love you have for me. And forgive me for not being able to take your word at face value. Help me with my unbelief. But show me how much you love me. And that's going to separate the fear. Why? Because God said it. That's what God said it is. Absolutely. I mean, you couldn't have said any better, John. And that's what I put here. You kind of said it already. But in, in conclusion, that's what I said. Perfect love casts out all fear. And God is love. The, the closer we get to perfect love, who is God, say God is love. The, the, that move, that the closer we get to God, the more the fear is cast out of our lives. So again, it just goes back to what you just said, John. The closer we get to God, the, the, the more fear is cast out of our life because He is love and it says perfect love casts out all fear so you want to get this fear you want to move toward being fearless move toward god and 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 as we do and that's that should be our goal all of our goals not saying that we're we're, we're there yet but we we need to be moving toward that goal we need to be moving toward god so that these things can begin to uh so 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 these things can begin to fall off our life and that he will be able to use us for whatever he needs because fear won't be a factor for us when it comes to doing the will of God. Amen. And guys, if you're still with us right now, pray with us. We're going to pray now and we're, we're going to ask God to reveal that love. We're going to ask God to show us. We're going to agree with God that he didn't give us a, a spirit of fear or a spirit of timidity. But, and we're going to ask him to just reveal his love poured on us. And then after that, we're going to diligently seek him. That's another key, guys. He's not an answering machine you're just throwing up there. You're praying to him, he hears you. So go look for him again after this. God, I want to know you. I want to know how much you love. Be intentional. Read his word. Talk to him. Look for his answer. Learn about him. And then you can learn the love. And he'll reveal it to you. He promises that. So pray with us now. Just, just re receive this prayer. Pray with us. Agree with us. And, and God will pour his love out on you. He promised. He wants us to search for him. He's searching for us. He rewards those who diligently seek. That's what God says. Dad? Amen. Father, we just thank you that we're able to come and sit at your feet again and feed from your table, Lord. Oh, we thank you that you love us so much, Lord, that you didn't even spare your own son to prove it to us, Lord. Lord, I pray that everybody's eyes will be open, Lord. We, we, we walk in the light, Lord. We, you know, we, we know we're afraid of things that come upon us sometimes, but we also know your testimony that you didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of love and a sound mind. Lord. Help us to keep ourselves focused on you, Lord, and draw near to you, knowing that we can entrust all things to you, Lord, because you're going to take care of us, Lord. You truly are our light and our salvation, Lord. We don't have to be dreadful of anything but you. Teach us how to walk this out, Lord. Show us, Lord, so that we can be vessels in your hands and be able to accomplish your will here on the face of this earth. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters, till next time, uh, God bless you guys. Uh, work on this. Be intentional with this, guys. Don't just suck it up and move on like you want it we, we just discovered through god's word that drawing close to him and since he is love love casts out all fear that is the key so be intentional about searching for him i keep saying that because it's important a lot of times we pray and then we don't go do anything about it and, and we got to do some we got to do some things about it but we love you guys if uh this blessed you consider subscribing if not share it with a friend like it i just hope it blesses you that's the prayer uh, we've got a Romans Bible study. If you don't know about it, check it out. It's on our channel. Uh, we're basically going word for, verse for verse through Romans. I think we started chapter 2 yesterday, halfway through. 
but you can start at one and go through bring your bible bring your pen uh the the goal is we know it's a busy world now so we and it's tough sometimes to get into your word we just talked about the necessity to get into the word well we'll read it to you we'll go over it with you so we love you god bless you and dad did you want to say anything no i just want to say uh, amen uh, be fearless peace be with y'all i like it. you got a you got a new tagline there dad <laughs> god bless you